You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. He is worthy of our praise. We thank Him for all the blessings that we have received this week. How many of you are blessed this week? In spite of all the things that you're going through, you feel blessed? You feel loved? Do you feel saved right now? All because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. One more time, come on. From the front to the back, all around here, we praise our good, good God. Are there any first-timers who are joining us right now? Can you lift up your hands? Come on. We got a lot of people joining us for the very first time. If they're beside you, can you tell them right very quickly, welcome home. From now on, this is your spiritual home. We have a lot of people here at the PICC Plenary Hall. And it is a blessing that we are all together today. You know, there are many people who are not able to join us physically. And so it's a blessing that we do not take for granted for even a single minute that we get to do what God is doing here in PICC. But hey, for those of you also watching online, we welcome you. If you're a first-timer, give us a virtual hands up. We'd love to give you a special gift right after this uh, in the form of an online gift. Um, if you can also join us in our regular online gathering called Zumustahan, which follows right after the session. And for the first timers also, please head out to the Bridgeway after you're done here because we want to give you also a physical gift and welcome you officially to this beautiful, beautiful family. Thank you for being part of our spiritual community. Welcome home, everybody. It's a blessing to be here together. But I got a very 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 important announcement i want you to tell your neighbor right now please listen to brother audi this is a little important for me to share and not to uh to miss this moment especially if you're watching online as well you know we th this is a season of uh, i call i call this our season of stretching can you do this very quickly with me can you just you know stretch your, your hands like this come on some of you this is the first time you're stretching for today do the other part there you go you feel that you feel that tension loosening up I learned this a long time ago when I started going to uh, to the gym uh, about more than a decade ago and my trainer taught me this is that you know one of the secrets of growing your muscles is that you, you learn how to stretch because if you just keep on pumping iron and you don't stretch it doesn't expand you know, it just remains as it is. And so it's the stretching. That's the secret. It's in the stretching. You know, when you stretch your muscles right after you, you, you do a lot of exercises. And, you know, I really believe that we are in a season of stretching right now. A season of stretching. What does stretching mean? I love the, the, the meaning of stretching. Because stretching means that you don't break, you grow. And so I'm believing in faith that this is the season where we are in, where we are being stretched by God, not to the point of being broken, but to the point of being grown. God wants to grow us. And so God has been shaking some things in our life. And I'm glad that you're clapping because the next announcement that I'm going to give, you might not clap as much. But <laughs> the reason why I'm saying that is because, you know, our leaders here at the Feast, we have been truly um, praying to the Lord and really discerning. You know, we want to become good stewards of the resources that you entrust to us. Every time you give your love offering envelope in that basket, I know that you pray for that. But we also pray for that so that the Lord will guide your leaders so that we can make the right decisions in making all of these movements. And so this is a very crucial decision. If you've noticed, you know for the past few Sundays we haven't been able to fill up PICC we've been praying to the Lord and we're continuing to believe that God will fill this place up because it's his job to bring the people it's our job to organize the event but it's God's job to really bring the people here but until that moment comes here's what we're gonna do we're gonna have again two sessions that's the good news two sessions in the morning one at eight o'clock we start again at eight o'clock and then we'll have another one at 10 45 Okay, but this is happening on June 5, which happens to be also Pentecost Sunday. It's a beautiful way to celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. But here's the most important news. 
we are going to shift again our venue and I'd like to thank you for being being extra flexible with us in the season we're still gonna be here in PICC but the best part is that we're going to smaller venues now in meeting room number one okay so what does that mean brother Audie well it's gonna be a smaller venue it's not gonna be as big as PICC it will have a capacity of 1,000 people Right now, we are attracting around 1,500 to 1,700 for our morning session. This plenary hall can hold 3,500. So you can, can you imagine the kind of stretch we still need to grow into? So there's a little bit of stretch there. So we're thinking, starting June 5, and I want you to help us out, okay? I really need your support because we will not fit. If we're going to have 1,500 people come in the 8 o'clock session, you know, we're not going to be able to fit. We don't have an overflow session yet. So what I want you to do is if you've already committed to attending the 8 o'clock session, and I'm sure some of you, you know, you're early risers. How many of you are morning people? You know, you like waking up early in the morning. We have a lot of morning people. But I can certainly, you know, feel like there are some people who also wake up a little bit late. Judging by how some of you arrive late because of the parking situation also. So here's my challenge. If you know that you will be able to reach the 8 o'clock session, please attend the 8 o'clock session. But if you feel like, you know, your, your son woke up a little later or, or your husband is feeling a little moody or your wife is not in the mood and you feel like you're going to be a little late, then please commit to attending the 10 45 session it's the same session there's no change brother Bo will still be preaching brother Didoy will still be there also with us so it's going to be the same session the same set of servants will still serve you the only difference is that it'll be a little much later because we don't want you to come here and then you you've parked and had that trouble of waking up early only to be said that you know sorry you have to go to the extra session which is at 10 45 so please make that commitment. Can I, can I, can I um, get that commitment from you? Is that okay? I hope that we can be in that position right now of trusting each other because like I said, it's a season of stretching. All of us are stretching here and I'd like to thank everybody, not just the servants, but especially you. You who have been here since day one when the pandemic happened and then the pandemic and then we were able to, 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 to come back here in PICC. So I want you to clap your hands for one another for braving it out and for continuously supporting us this starts June 5 two Sundays from now we're gonna be in meeting room number one okay but here's the best part of all as we continue to grow as we continue to to get all the attendees back hey it's easy to go back to the plenary hall it's just you know tumbling meeting room one we'll still be here in PICC and the best part for me is that it'll be a smaller group it'll be more intimate I, the preachers can actually go down and then you know be able to greet everybody not like here where it's so far that I'm not able to reach everybody from, from in the back so I hope that this will be treated like, as a blessing that God is doing here in our spiritual family can I get an amen from everyone amen thank you so much everybody for loving God with humility and sincerity ah so now that that is out of the way, I was a little scared in sharing that. I, I was imagining people would, you know, walk out and say, <laughs> But you know, God is good. And God is continuing to work in, 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 in the good of those, all those who love Him. And so I'd like to start today by inviting everybody to say our favorite family prayer here at the feast. I'm not going to be preaching to you like I said, but there is somebody special who has come and he will be preaching to us more regularly nowadays and so are you ready to declare God's abundance over your life right now okay if you are I want you to signify the greatest symbol of love together with me as we all come in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen everybody stretch your hands out come on join me in saying this prayer everybody say today I receive all of God's love for me Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I am God's servant, and I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. 
Jesus name amen before we sing to God's word in honor and reverence let me just say this this is a re-echo of what brother Bo already said last week I want you to be encouraged by this and to remember that hey here at the feast not just here in PICC but in any feast we recognize no political color we are all children of one God we are all part of the body of Christ and so the person standing beside you that's your brother that's your sister regardless of the person and the candidate that they follow we all have one candidate it's his name is Jesus and he's already won the victory he doesn't need an election because he's already king in our life and so I want you to treat people not as, 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 as people who support that candidate or this person who supports the other candidate. I want you to see that person as a beautiful creation of the Lord because at the end of the day, that's really who they are. God created each one of you wonderfully. God loves you. God loves the Philippines. Everybody here. So I just wanted to say that just to make sure. Don't judge the people beside you just because there's, they, you think that why they're children of God and we love people we're not called we're never called to change people but we're called to love people amen so can I invite you everybody if you're online please stand up we always want to give honor and reverence to God's word because it's, this is a precious time that we get to receive his wisdom everybody lift up your hands and join me in singing this thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I want you to welcome everybody with cheer and with joy and with love on stage, Brother Bo Sanchez. Brother Odi, give a big hand to Brother Odi. Thank you, Lord, for your leadership. Jonah chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Then the Lord God spoke to Jonah a second time, Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. In Jesus' name. Put your hand over your chest. Everybody say, Jesus, speak to me. Thank you for your word. I will change because of your word. I'm claiming it. I'm receiving it. Amen. And amen. Give the Lord a big hand, everybody. Give God a big hand. Give the Lord a big hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Could you just, could, if, you, if you can, just touch somebody beside you, hug somebody or, or fist bump somebody and, and just tell that person, God will speak to you today. Amen. The word is powerful. The word is powerful. Please be seated. Today I want to preach the word, the very simple word, God can turn your bad into good. Can everybody say that with me? God can turn your bad into good. Look at somebody beside you. Tell that person, God can turn your bad into good. How many of you can tell me that in your life bad things have happened. Raise your hand. All right. How many of you can admit this, that you yourself have done some bad things in the past? All right. Good. Now, this talk may not apply to you if you're a very holy person. So if that person beside you is very holy, just tell that person this talk may not apply to you. I want you to know I'm a semi-old man and one of the gifts, one of the jewels of being my age is I can look back at the past and really have perspective, the breadth of, of wisdom that I have. I, I love looking back at the past and looking at the lessons that I've learned. Now I want you to know for 
You know, the feast is 42 years old. Long time. And so, so just looking back and, and appreciating all that has happened. And one of the things I've realized, and this is confession time. Yes, I preached. Yes, I wrote lots of books. Yes, I pioneered ministries. I did lots and lots and lots of stuff, good stuff. But they were not always done with pure motives. I am a person who stands before you as a mixed bag of good and bad. So this talk is for me. You know, when I was a young preacher, I had a growing fans club, predominantly female, because I was single. And my wife knows this, but before she became my wife, she was my secretary. And so she received my mail, and she would go through them. And no, we were not in any kind of relationship, no, she was just my secretary, and she would come up to me. And, and, and she, she would say, Brother Bo, marami nagsusulat sa'yo mga love letter. And, and she could not stand it. <laughs> not that she could not stand it, but she, she could not understand. And, and because she was not attracted to me at all. And, and she, she would put it in front of me. And so they were scented. They were folded in a heart shape. And on occasion, I would receive wedding proposals. I remember this distinctly. One time after my talk, a, a beauty queen came up to me. Somebody who won the local, local beauty pageant. And she says, Brother Bo, can you pray for me? And I said, yes. And she said, because I had a dream and I don't know what this dream meant. I dreamt that I was getting married. But Brother Bo, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but you were the groom <laughs> in my dream. What do you think is God saying to us? <laughs> you know, I, those were those kind of questions that you, you could, you, you wouldn't, I don't care if you're the most intelligent person in the world. You, you don't know what to say. You just say, ha-ha. <laughs> And she was this gorgeous woman, you know, with, with model anatomy. <laughs> like, like, and then I, I, yeah, let's pray for that. <laughs> pray for that. Anyway, just want you to know that I, ex I began to examine myself. And there, I caught myself during all those early years, just catching myself saying, Bakit ko, I have to say this in Tagalog, bakit ko ginagalingan mag-preach? And then I catch myself saying, hmm, I preach because of the word, I preach because I love God, I preach because I love people, but also because I want my fans club to be happy. And I began to admit that to myself. And it worsened, I, I think it worsened, this whole situation worsened because, you know, I was molested as a kid. I was eight years old, 13 years old. I was molested as a child. And so I hated myself. One of the, one of the unfortunate results of, of being molested is that you don't like yourself. You hate yourself. You blame yourself irrationally for what happened. And because of that, I needed people to like me. I needed people to love me. And I would bend over backwards so that people will like me. And so there I was trying to gain the love of people. And that's what happened. My dear friends, what you have in front of you is a guy who's very successful in ministry, but who was very broken. And that's exactly the guy that we are preaching about. This prophet named Jonah was a very broken human being. And yet being presented in this story. And yet I want to tell you this. Despite my brokenness, God 
blessed the work of my hands over this 42 years. God can turn our bad into good. And that's exactly what happened here. And so we read this, this point in the story where Jonah, remember, for two, 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 three weeks now, you know, Jonah ran away from God when God told him to go to Nineveh. And then he gets thrown out from the ship. And, and then a, 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 a sea monster swallows him up. And three days he prayed a prayer, nice prayer from the book of Psalms, every line from different Psalms, but no repentance. And then he gets spat out on the beach and, you know, God gives him a second chance. And so we're there. Then the Lord God spoke to Jonah a second time, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord. Sort of, sort of, I'll tell you why. And he went to Nineveh, a city so large, it took him three days to see it all. Can everybody say three days? Meaning to say for three days, you have, the city was so large that you have to walk for three days. And then it says here, on the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted at the crowds. It's not very clear in this version, but if you look at the other versions and if you look at the original Hebrew, it it shows that Jonah only preached one day. Now how many, how big was the city? How many days do you have to walk into the city to go from one end to another? How many? But Jonah only preached for what? In Tagalog, ang tipid naman. And then it says here that Jonah preached this is what he shouted. 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Eight words in English. But in the original Hebrew, only five words. It was a five-word sermon. Again, I have to ask in Tagalog, Bakit ang tipid? Do you know why? Ask me why. Because Jonah did not want to be there. He did not want to obey God. The author, the brilliant author of this book was trying to tell you this guy, he was obeying sort of. And if a psychologist today will look at that story, this was passive aggressive behavior. Do you know what passive aggressive behavior is? It's an indirect way to show your reluctance through procrastination or through being sullen or through being stubborn. And, and when, I, when I read that, it reminds me of my nine-year-old self. Really. When I was nine, year old, nine years old, my definition of happiness was sitting in front of the television, watching cartoons, eating cheese curls, and beside me a tall glass of ice coke. You know, with coke, with lots and lots of, you know, ice cubes. That, that, that for me was, was my definition of happiness uh, as a nine-year-old boy. And I remember, now they, 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 it rarely happened, by the way, because my allowance was very small, could not afford those things. But there was this one day when the stars aligned and I was able to save up for my cheese girls. And so I went home with cheese girls from school. And then, lo and behold, the, the impossible happened. My sister, one of them, had leftover Coke in the fridge. Very little. I poured it into a glass, almost half of the glass. No problem. Five ice cubes. Ah. Walked in front of my TV. Propped up my feet on the little couch. Put the glass here, put the cheese curls. And then I opened the television. Volta's fire. Tatoe arashiga foto tomo. Tatoe numani. You know, I, whoa! I was in paradise. And then the worst thing happened. The worst ever. My mom from the kitchen. Bo, quick, buy baking soda. Mom, I'm having my moment here. And you know what? Today, 
No problem. Why? You can pause Netflix. 46 years ago, no such thing. No such thing. So here was my plan. Two minutes to Aling Puring Sari Sari store. Run as fast as I could. One minute, you know, give the money, get the baking soda, run back two minutes. That's a five-minute commercial break. Kaya koto. So I ran like the flash midway. Walang pera. Teka muna. Go back. You know, the worst things could have happened there. You know, and then, and finally, I, I got the money. I ran back, you know, went to Aling Puring. Aling Puring baking soda. Aling Puring said, Wala, iho. Wala. You know, when she said none, honestly, in my heart, I was happy. Because I really didn't want to give her that baking soda. How dare she disturb my moment of ecstasy. I mean, hello. In my mind, I said, Buting wala. And so I ran back and I told my mom, Mom, you know, with a smile. That's what you call passive aggressive behavior, right? You know, outwardly, Mom, wala eh. Sorry. You know, you know, you're. But, but inside, butina, you know? And then I, I was walking back. I was walking back to watch my Voltus 5. And you know what my mom said? What store did you go to? Aling Puring. And then she asked, you didn't go to Aling Tekla? The store, you know, just a few more minutes. Just, just, just a few. It didn't cross my mind. Why? I didn't want to obey. Oh my gosh. And so I ran to Aling Tekla. And there Aling Tekla had baking soda. And so I went back home. I gave, I gave the, the baking soda to my mom. And then while I went back to the, the TV, Tatoe Arashiga Tomo, closing credits. Can I say this to you? That that's exactly who we are sometimes to God. That God tells us to do something and we don't want to do it for different reasons. And, and we're going to explain that, you know, our, our second preacher will explain that next week. We're going to explain that even more on why, why Jonah didn't want to obey. But that's who we are. And guess what? God still works. Because even if Jonah preached a five-word sermon and even if he only for one day instead of three days, guess what? It worked. Nineveh repented. God can turn our bad into good. And Didoy, you better come and finish this word. Doc Didoy. Thank you, Brother Bob. God is still in charge. I am thankful that God is still in charge. Can you say that to the person beside you? God is still in charge. Oh yes, He is still in charge. Even when we're not. Even if we do not agree with what's happening. Even if many things, many people are still hurting. Many people are, can you feel me? If not, Good luck. Welcome to the family, my dear friends. Let's continue further our study with the book of Jonah. Let's read it from uh, chapter 3. Can you flash it on the screen? Verse 5 to 9. Are you there? Let's read it together. The people of Nineveh believed God's message and from the greatest to the least they declared a fast and put on to show their sorrow when the king of Nineveh heard that Jonah was saying he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes he dressed himself in burlap sackcloth and sat on a heap of ashes then the king and his nobles 
Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals from your herds and flocks, may eat or drink anything at all. Pati yung, pati yung animals, ano? People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning, and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all the violence. Who can tell? Can everybody say, who can tell? In other versions of the Bible, it says, who knows? <laughs> That's a very cool line. In the Bible, who knows? Who can tell? You can never can tell. <laughs> and yet, perhaps, continue, perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. Who knows? Who can tell? A very reluctant prophet. He was in a different intention. He prayed, or I think in the passive aggressive tone, he wished that his preaching would not work. The three days of Nineveh, he just went around for one day and just preached a very short sermon. And yet, the, Nineveh, the Ninevites repented. Nineveh, you can compare it to Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis. Very cruel nation, very sinful, very far away from God. Sino nakaka-relate? <laughs> and uh, they would have been very evil people. And yet, again, they listened. The king put out the decree. The, decree. the people rep repented. The king said, not just the people, but also the animals. Imagine mo, the animals. Wala namang kaalam-alam. Nagfast then for 40 days. I didn't know how they did it. But remember, it's not a historical book. It's a satire story. So I hope you're learning today. What are we learning here that the sovereignty of God, He is still in control. Jonah wanted to sabotage God's plan, and yet God is still in control. And yet God worked miracles through His partial obedience. Have you ever had a time when you didn't want to, but yet you obeyed? And God showed beauty great things out of your partial obedience. Maybe today you woke up, you didn't want to go to church, and yet you woke up, dressed yourself up, kahit walang ligo, masyado maaga, brave through the traffic, the commute, the parking, and yet you're still here. Kasi pinilit ako ng asawa ko. God can turn our bad into good. Jonah's intention was malicious so that God's will cannot save. I, 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 he, he was hoping that Nineveh would eventually be destroyed. But why not? Because it's so evil. But he didn't want God to show mercy to the Ninevites. But God is different. God is so good. God can take what was meant for evil and turn it into good. Just like what happened in Joseph the Dreamer's story. He, it was so beautiful. The Bible is a collection of books. It's not just one set of books. It's just one book. It is a collection of different books. And I'm happy to see that it's all interconnected. There are hyperlinks from one over the other. That was said in Genesis 50, verse 20. We'll say that again next week. That God can, you know, what was meant for evil, God can turn it into good. Many centuries later, St. Paul said that also in Romans 8, 28. Who can remember? One of my favorite passages. Many of you also, is one. this is one of your favorite passages. All things will work for good to those who love God. Can you say to the person beside you, it will work for good. So again, God can turn our bad into good. But how does God do it? 
Does he force us? He just allowed a Jonah to go ahead, be passive aggressive, and he still, he still, there was still enough little obed- obedience in him. Guys, is God calling you to obey his will? Even just little. Even if nagreklamo ka, sigilang. Go ahead and obey. No matter how small, just like the five loaves and two fish, it fed the multitudes. His very imperfect act of obedience fed the multitudes. It saved a city. Want to save our country? Obey the Lord. You want to save your organization, your family, even if sometimes it hurts you or you are not so into it, obey God. God can do great things even in our little ways, even in our little obediences. We like searching for bad in the good. We always, we imperfect people, we like searching for the bad things in the good. But God is showing us in this story, God is different. He always looks for good, even in the bad. How many here are in bad situations in their lives? God will turn it into good. Believe in Him. God, believe in, believe in the Lord. So let's, let's go to the ending of this chapter. Can God really change his mind? So let's continue. Read it on the verse together. When God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, read it aloud. He changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Wait, did God really change his mind? It gives us a, it's a crazy thing to imagine. God changes his mind, that all-powerful God who knows everything, who knows the depths of our heart, who knows our sins, who knows the passive and aggressive tone of Jonah. Did, does God change his mind? Well, it actually, it actually gives us an idea about our intercessory prayers. Pray for someone, pray for something. Yes, continue to pray so. Continue to pray so. In the other Bible stories, again, hyperlinks from one book of the Bible to another, the other Bible stories hinted about this. For example, the story of Abraham, when he kind of negotiated with God about Sodom and Gomorrah, when he said, how about 50 people, good righteous people, will you not destroy it? And God said, sure. How about mm, 45? (laughs) Will you not destroy it? Sure. And it goes to, how about 40? Sure. How about 30? Sure. 20. And eventually it went to 10. And God, God did not change his tone. God did not change his plan. He said, sure. If you can find 10 people, it will not be destroyed. But if you go and look through it, Abraham stopped at 10. <laughs> what if Abraham, this is a side story. What if Abraham asked the question, what if there's only one? Well, God said yes. Would, would he allow it? Maybe. Maybe. I, we wouldn't know. But again, uh, one more example of God's mercy is when Moses interceded to God to have mercy to his people of Israel because they worship the golden calf. Many stories of intercession, many stories of God seem to be changing his mind. And both of these stories, plus the story of Jonah, it may, maybe it says about convincing God to be consistent with what? I don't think this is... We, the Bible authors, I think it's not so much about God changing his mind. But it is in a very mysterious way. It is God inviting us to be part of the journey. To be part of his decision making. 
that by praying, we realize the depths of his love, the depths of his mercy. We begin to see who God really is, how merciful he is, how loving he is. And it is us learning, seeing, experiencing it. Do you remember Jonah's five-word sermon? He said, in 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. In the original Hebrew version, the word translated to destroy was the word habak. Can you say habak? Hindi tabak, habak. But that word is more accurately translated as overturn. Can you say overturn? Do you see the miracle? I want you to see the miracle here. Instead of God overturning Nineveh into rubble, into rubble to be destroyed, God decided. God overturned the hearts of people to him. He did not overturn the stones of the city into rubble. He overturned the hearts of stone. To come to him. To see his mercy. Do you feel sinful? Do you feel so depressed? Do you feel so down? Come and see Jesus. Come. Present it to the Lord. That is a miracle in itself. My friend. My question. What kind of overturning. Do you want God to do today? Because. As we are learning. God will. God will do so. God's mercy is available. He asks us today, do you want it or not? It is available. Do you want it or not? He will not force himself. He will not force his will because he gave us his free will. Today, we can decide that. Even with a little obedience, God can turn it into good. Even if... Whatever you're carrying, whatever you're praying for, seek God today. I'd like to end today by saying, I'm a reluctant preacher today. <laughs> you know, I got to know the Lord when I was 13 years old. Personally, my dad and my mom brought us into community, a different community, way, way before when we were young, like seven, eight years old. And uh, yeah, we loved it. But at 13 years old, I made a personal relationship with the Lord through, through uh, that, that, that community, that youth community. And 23 years later, I'm still here. You do the math, okay? So... At 13 years old, I need to confess to you that what made me stay in community is not actually the Lord. It is food. There is food. Yeah? And there are girls. You know, we lived in a very small place in Las Piñas, and there were, you know, not so many people. But in the youth community, different people, different girls from Quezon City, Makati. Manila and everywhere. Real talk lang, huh? But I started serving. I kept on showing up week per week per week. One tear over the other, every worship song. And I did not stop. And I was called to serve by, by the Lord, to serve in anywhere that I was asked to serve. Whether I started as part of the registration team and eventually becoming part of the music team, eventually becoming a worship leader. And then, you know, I, my mentor is Brother George Gabriel. You know him? And I'm thankful for him. Brother George, if you're watching, we miss you and we're happy where you are. But uh, Brother George invited me, want to serve in the feast? You know, who wouldn't? You will, be, you will get to know both Sanchez, you know? So, so sure, of course, you know? Many, many people there, yes, of course. So, I, of course, I want to be human. Can I be personal with you today? Sometimes we don't feel like preaching. Sometimes 
we also have our reluctance. Sometimes we also have those, you know, impure intentions. You know, when Odi said to me, Didoy, we're going to call you more and more every single Sunday. And I was like, okay na ako I'm okay to serve at the background, you guys. And he said, no, 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 we, we, we trust you and we believe in you. And I said, well, impure thoughts, who doesn't want to be with Brother Bo on stage, right? And then who, you know, but I also have that feeling of unworthiness and I really felt that I cannot preach like Bo and I'm not as pogi and mas maporma with Brother Odi. But I still say yes. What kind of orb we're turning do I want? <laughs> if God trusts me through my leaders, called me to do one thing, even if I am reluctant, I don't feel like it, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel I can do a good job. I'll take it from the story of Jonah. God could turn my bad preaching into good. <laughs> and I look at Moses, uh, Abraham, Lord, if at least just 50 people would be blessed through the preaching and the feast today, I'll be happy. Can it be just 45, even just 40, even if just 10 people, even if there's just one person who will get to know you more, get to see your mercy, get to love you more today, I will continue to say yes and yes to wherever you call me to. Can I ask you to stand? How many here are ready for God's mercy today? We all need His mercy. My friend, sometimes we feel like we're Jonah, a mix of good and bad. And I also see people, I've met a lot of people who do not like themselves, who feel that their weakness, their sins are, make them so far away from God and make them afraid that God will not show them mercy. I've got good news for you. I'm thankful that we do not have Jonah as our intercessor, Amen. as our prophet. <laughs> he was a reluctant. Who do we have? Who do we have? We have Jesus. And I'm very grateful that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one, the Savior, the one who went through suffering, death, and resurrection is the one praying for us. Remember when he was on the cross, he said to God and prayed, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And it's such a comforting thought, my dear friends, that through His death and resurrection, God can bring us from death to life, from debt to abundance, from hurting to healing, from our blindness to our seeing. Today, come into worship to God and just experience His mercy. He's just waiting for you. He wants you. He intended for you to listen to this message. He intended to save you today. Welcome you back home. He intended to heal you today. Will you listen to Him? Even partially, will you obey His call to you? Come now, dear friends, dear Feast family, even those who are watching online. Let's worship Him. 
our God, our Jesus, our everything. I want you to raise your hands if you are comfortable and have that moment with God right now. We are coming into worship and this is a blessed time. This is not just singing. This is God working in our lives, working in us, with us, and even through us. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I am like Jonah, a mix of good and bad. Thank you for showing your mercy to me. I receive it today. Dear Jesus, thank you because by your death and resurrection, you are bringing me from death to life. I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. And wherever you call me to, I trust in you. I trust in you. I trust in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. It is so good to be in the presence of God. And what better time and place than to renew our dedication and our commitment to Jesus. Are you ready to do this together? For most of us, it's a renewal. Maybe there are some here and maybe online, you've never done this to actually give your entire life to Jesus, to submit to Him and to kneel before Him and to say, Lord, I give you my life and I trust you. I really want to trust you. Maybe you've been trusting on other things, on money and fame and even on relationships. You've trusted on friends, you've trusted on family and well, they've disappointed you and you're heartbroken right now because the things that you've trusted, they were not there for you. Today, come to Jesus. He will always be here for you and He will not fail you. If you're ready, say this prayer with me. Lift up your hands if this is a comfortable posture for you. Surrender your life to Him. Trust Him. Everybody say, Jesus. Come into my heart. Be my king. Forgive me for all my sins. Transform me. Change my life. Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I will follow you all the days of my life. Until the last breath. Until the last day of my life. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.